It has been a long week. Yeah, I did just enough to stay employed and out of jail. <laughs> Grab that wine, let's decompress. Put in the straw on the wine bottle now. The wine doesn't help, swearing will. Hi friends, it's AJ with another solo episode. Don't worry, Sherry is still around. She is busy working on her brand new podcast and social media channels for Sherry Gets Fit, which I am super proud of her. She's gotten out of her comfort zone. I feel like she's shedding her hermit shell a little bit, and that girl is killing it. So you are going to be stuck with me and some solo episodes for a while. So if you really enjoy my voice, welcome. If you don't, well... Welcome anyway. We'll be friends by the time this is done. I am a firm believer that life runs in cycles. You cannot have the good without the bad and vice versa. I also believe that things come in three. So if you have three bad events happen to you in your life, three good events have to follow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I believe. Sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. And it feels like you're just stuck in this rut and every bad thing in the universe from spilling coffee on your shirt to tripping over the sidewalk and cracking your nose open or having a breakup or something go wrong at your job, your car, just one thing after another. And you instantly start to relate with Chicken Little. That's right. You instantly know what it's like to have the sky fall on you almost every single day to the point of where you wake up and you're like, okay, God, what do you got for me today? What are you going to do to me today? Am I going to trip? Am I going to get yelled at at work? Um, am I going to get into a fight with a friend? Uh, is my bank account money going to get, my money going to get stolen? My car going to like hit a tree? Like, what are you going to do to me today? What are you going to put me through today? I've asked myself that on numerous occasions because no matter what I did in life, I could not shake this negative energy that was surrounding me and I had a lot of shitty things happen to me one after another. Yeah, shitty, shitty things. Like in October of 2009, I had a massive pulmonary embolism and stroke that was caused by the third generation progesterone contained in the NuvaRing in 2010. I found out that I was pregnant on April Fool's Day, and sadly, we lost our son, Lucia, in May. On May 13th of 2010, he was born sleeping. About a month after that, I said fuck you to my husband at the time. He was a very emotionally and mentally abusive, very manipulative, and I just said fuck it, and I walked out of that marriage, and I got a divorce. And I got into a huge blowout fight with Sherry. I decided my job really sucked, so I quit it. And just so many things just kept happening. And it was felt like I was in this tornado of negative energy and I just couldn't shake it. And during this time, I wasn't on speaking terms with God. I was very angry at God for saving my life and not saving my son's life. I was very angry with him and I kind of think in a way he was like, well, if you're going to be angry with me, I'm going to let you put your anger on me, but I'm going to give you a whole slew of lessons that you must walk through. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to put you through this slew of lessons and you have to walk through them. And if you come out on the other side, we'll talk. So that's what I did for like 
years. And it just didn't stop with me quitting a really crappy job. I had some crappy friendships, people that took advantage of me. Um, I had a lot of medical issues during that time. And in a previous episode, we talked about how my fiance, Charlie, was killed by a drunk driver. That was just totally shook me to my core. Um, I've actually lost two babies since Lucia. We with my current husband, Jay, in 2015, we lost our first baby together. We call him two sperm because two sets of, he had three sets, three sets of chromosomes. So we figure he looks like a half Velociraptor, half human child. You decide which end is which. And we'll leave that to your imagination. And then we went through IVF and we lost our IVF miracle Emmett at 11 weeks, three days. And we've had two failed transfers since then. So even though I no longer feel like I'm in this swirl and craziness of negativity, we've still had some bad things happen to us. And I've decided that it's what you do with those bad things. You can sit there and dwell on them and be angry and be frustrated. Those feelings are all completely 100% million invalid. But the most important thing that you do is that you dust yourself off. You take time to heal. You take time for yourself and you move forward you move forward in the process and you just can't keep living life on the sidelines because you are terrified of another bad thing happening to you, which I did for many years. I sat on the sidelines because I was terrified. I would sit there and be like, okay, life is going too good. I really like my job. I have money in my bank account. My friendships are solid. Okay. Peeking out from under my covers with my dog. What are you going to do to me today? I know this is too good to be true. So just, just tell me where you're going to drop the piece of the sky so maybe I can avoid it, go to Target instead, or I can prepare myself for that piece of sky that's going to fall on me. And, you know, it won't be as bad. But we all know fate doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. He's like, ha, ha, ha. I'm not going to give you a heads up, my dear. You're just going to walk into that piece of sky one day and you're going to have to figure it out because there's a lesson. In every struggle, there is a lesson to be found. And the funny thing about struggle is when you are in the middle of it, when you are in the deep, in the dark, you cannot see the light around you. You don't realize that one day you're going to look back on this moment and you're going to see the lesson or you're going to say, you know what? I walked through that trial and I made it out on the other side. So now I can help others out of the muck. I can help them to the other side. Instead, when you're in the struggle, when you're in that moment, in that darkness, self-doubt seeps in, fear seeps in. You start to question everything in your life. You start to wonder if you're even worthy. Like, does God like me? <laughs> I can't take any more of this. And you can't see because your vision is blurred. You cannot see what's out there. You cannot see the good that is potentially going to come from that struggle. You're so focused on the why is me, the woe is me, the what, what the heck am I going to do next? Like, what did I do to deserve this energy? I was there. I know what it was like. But then one day when I was going for a walk along right around Lake Calhoun with my dog at sunrise, I sat on a bench and it was a really beautiful sunrise and I looked up and I said, you know what? I got to flip my perspective. 
Because as long as I stay in this dark place, in this muck, in this woe is me, why me, I'm not going to shake it. I'm not going to get out of it. So I looked at Cullen and I said, hey, buddy. I scratched his little head and he looked at me like, hey, mom, got a drink for me? I'm thirsty. So I gave him some water and I said, you know what? I'm going to flip my perspective. Instead of complaining about woe is me, why me, what now? I am just going to say, okay, why not me? Why not me? Why not? Flip it. That negative thing happened to you for a reason. And instead of saying, why me? Say, why not me? Accept it as a challenge. Accept it as a challenge and dig deep into your core for any tiny shred of strength that you can find and walk boldly into that storm. Sail your boat. Do what you have to do to get yourself out of that muck because what is currently happening to you is somebody else's. Believe it or not, somebody else's is praying for what you may be going through. That's how I look at it. Yes, my life may be crappy to me because I'm struggling with infertility. I have health issues, but I have a husband. I have the ability to pay for infertility treatments, and I have a really good employer with really good health insurance. I get to travel. I have friends. I have a social life outside of COVID. Somebody else out there is praying for the life that I have. They would take my struggles in exchange to to get rid of loneliness. They would take my struggles just to know what it's like to even be pregnant. Take my struggles so they can have someone in their corner. They can have a spouse. So whenever I think, oh gosh, or I want to complain about my life, maybe I don't have the nicest car or I want something and it's really expensive. And I think, geez, man, this really sucks. I have to remind myself that somebody else is praying for the life, is praying for the things that I have. And when I started saying to myself, why not me? Things got a little bit easier when I started reminding myself that somebody else out there in this universe is praying right now for what you have. That negative energy started to melt away. My perspective started to change and I saw things in a different light. Yes, shitty things still happen to me, but it's how I approach them. I no no longer approach them as, woe is me, oh, it sucks. Life sucks. Sure, I do for like 10 seconds, but then I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it because why not me? You put this on my plate for a reason. I may not see the lesson today. I may not see it tomorrow. A year from now, I may find out at the end of my life. And reminding myself that I am living the life and that I have the things that somebody else is currently praying for, wishing or hoping for, just kind of mellows me out. And I'm like, you know what? It's not worth getting upset over. Yes, it's a shitty thing, but it's not worth wasting my time and getting crazy upset over this because this moment, it's going to pass and the sun is going to come out tomorrow and things are going to be back to what I consider somewhat normal. My normal is different from your normal. I often find that we compare ourselves constantly to our peers and those around us. And of course, society has a definition for what they deem as normal. 
my normal isn't going to look like your normal because you are not living my life and vice versa. So when I mean when things go back to somewhat normal, it means I am in a groove, things are going well, the birds are singing, the squirrels are running around, and things are great. And I'm not like, oh goodness, what the heck is gonna happen next? Is like the sky gonna fall on me? Is that tree gonna fall over? Am I gonna trip on the curb and embarrass myself? Am I gonna accidentally like knock over a store display? Kind of bad energy vibes. Things are going smoothly. They're in a groove. I feel like I found my way. I'm happy. My life is good. If nothing is ever perfect in life, we always have room for improvement. And a part of us is always gonna be like, oh my goodness, look at her. She has her shit together. She looks so good. I want that life. The truth is on the outside, yes, that person is put together. They have that fancy car, that picture perfect family, that fancy house. But we don't know is their struggle. They could be in the deepest, darkest pit. They could have a terrible situation and they themselves are not ready to ask for help yet. They're not ready to put that information out into the world to seek help. So they're struggling behind the scenes and they hide behind that smile and that perfectly done makeup and hair and the cute outfit and the fancy car because they haven't gone through their struggle and come out on the other side. They're still in that struggle. They're still in that deep and they don't know. All they know is to pretend. That is what we are taught as women is to pretend that everything is perfectly fine. Our life is great. It's picture perfect. I like to say that Facebook is a mirror. We, it's kind of like a mirror. We control what our lives look like to other people. We control the photos, the content, the recipes we share. We beat off our our high school friends that are now Huns pitching whatever the heck MLM's MLM scheme that they scheme that they have caught themselves into with baseball bats because we don't want that crap on our page. But if people turned off Facebook and actually came to visit us in person, they would see that our house isn't perfect all the time. I don't know about you, but I got dishes in my sink and I got crap on my counter. And I should have swept my floor like a week ago, but I'm lazy and I just vacuum up the kitty litter party that the cats like to throw around on my floor. And the outside of my house looks kind of like eh, right now because I got all these dead plants sitting in pots, but I'm going to take a photo and I'm going to show you like, oh, it's perfect. But really, you came to my doorstep. You can see that Steve is rusted. I got dead plants by the door. The Christmas wreath may be lying over by the side. I don't know. It's not perfect. That is what I'm saying. My life isn't perfect. Your life isn't perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. And that is perfectly okay. If you are in the middle of that struggle, if you have really shitty, ha shitty things happening to you, it's okay. You don't have to portray to the world that you are perfect. You can go to the store in your pajamas without your makeup on. Ain't nobody going to care. You have to do you and take care of yourself, whatever that looks like. You need to do whatever it is to take care of yourself. And do not be afraid to reach out for help. Chances are someone in your life has already walked the path that you are on. They have gone through the deepest dark of the night. And they have worked through that struggle and they're just waiting there 
on the side of the pit with their hand out to lift you up and to pull you up and to bring you to the other side. One of the things I learned when I was going through my struggles, through my trauma, through my grief is holding those emotions in, putting them in your back pocket for another day doesn't do anyone any good. It just leads you to a inpatient retreat for two weeks in northern Minnesota where they take your cell phone. The food's really good. It's on a lake so you can go kayaking and go for walks and you got to sit in a circle and talk to people about your feelings. And if you don't want to do that, I suggest opening up to someone that you feel close to. Someone that you know is not going to judge you. Someone that's going to be there for you. That's going to take your hand and say, you know what? I get it. Your tank is empty. So you're going to take some of my fuel to get you through this time. And when you're done with it, you're going to pass that fuel on to someone else. You're going to keep it going. Because if we all struggle together, we learn together. We form stronger friendships. We form stronger bonds. And we can all come out on the other side and high five each other and be like, a girl was right. Why not me? And always remember, friends, always remember, your life is someone else's prayer. No matter how bad it gets or how fun it gets or how weird your husband is, your life, the life that you are living right now, right here today, is someone else's prayer. Hey friends, are you needing some advice on your friendship? AJ and I have been through a lot of different situations together and we've definitely learned from them. So shoot us an email and we'll discuss it on our podcast. You can send it to maybeswearinghelps at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon.